Hi friends, I'm Erin from Whalen Farms and Erin Whalen Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 100 plus acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we are building our homestead from the ground up. Happy end of the week. This was supposed to come out Tuesday, but it has been always always it's been a wild week we travis was actually on vacation this week which staycation uh work from home week because we basically did manual and physical labor all week long our barn that we knocked over in the spring we had the gentleman knock it over who was um clearing our the brush out of our forest um and it just kind of sat there and we hadn't had time it was very daunting that barn was gigantic it was two stories it was beautiful it hurt my heart i called it um a just a, it was a pile of sadness it was a pile of broken wood and broken dreams you know we kind of were hoping when we originally came to this house we saw the barn from like the overhead picture and it looked broken but we didn't know how bad and when we got here it was very apparent that um she she was gone there was nothing we could do for her and that was devastating to me because oh you guys wood barns there's just something about big wood barns that are just breathtaking and I absolutely love them so we thought it would honestly take more than a week but my dad came over and helped thank goodness my dad is so good with coming over when we ask him and just um helping us blessing us with blessing us with his presence and so we were able to separate and burn all the wood that was just not usable separate the tin that we're going to take to um, a recycling place and then the pieces of wood that we feel like are um, still good that we can use in other areas of our property of our house um, just kind of like as much of the barn as we could keep to use in other places as a remembrance <laughs> for this barn and because the wood's beautiful and just to continue to help tell the story of you know this property and, and all that, that has to do with it but that is not what today is about today is about the gift of giving and I am so excited to talk about this subject because I think presence in itself Sorry, I have a cat over here trying to be part of the podcast. She wants to be a guest. Um, but uh, gifts can be, shopping for gifts can be stressful. Everyone, I think, has their, their different take on shopping and gift giving. And I just want to talk about it a little bit and maybe about making more of a meaningful impact with our gifts. And I actually have an interviewee. Is that how you say it? Um, I'm interviewing my mother today and how just she was such an influence on me as far as gift giving and DIYing and making. And the reason I do what I do today and the reason some of you are like, oh my gosh, it's amazing that you can do those things. And it's not me, it's my mother and my parents and just how I was raised. And I'm just building off of this great foundation that they did give me. Um, but whether you have that foundation or not, the lifestyle is completely possible. Um, it's just something that we have to lean into and work at. And they were just, she, she and my dad were very good at um, at meaningful gifts. But my that's very much my mother, as you'll hear um, in our interview section with her. She just really has a heart to give. And that was, growing up and seeing that was so impactful in how I now see the world and I now see situations. And so that's just, it was such a very big blessing. Um, and I cannot wait to dig into that with you guys. But before I do, I want to give a shout out again to Force of Nature. Um, 
this time of year, obviously we clean a lot. It's very important to me that I use a good cleaner, a healthy cleaner, a cleaner that does not ha- bring toxins into my home. Um, Force of Nature paired with, I use a lot of microfiber cloths, has been a game changer for me and has allowed me to eliminate most household cleaners um, from our home. And let me tell you why that is such a big deal. Did you guys know that long-term exposure to cleaning and disinfecting products can be harmful to our bodies as in smoking 20 cigarettes a day, which is just so shocking, right? Out of this, you guys, this makes me mad. Out of the 62,000 chemicals approved for use in the US, only about 300 have actually been tested for safety. Like, let's just let that sink in a little bit. This just makes me angry because as mothers, we, especially like looking back as a young mom, it was so important to me to have things clean, to sterilize. I used to use Clorox wipes like a crazy person, bleach. I used to think these things were effective in cleaning and not like not harmful for us. <laughs> I mean, obviously I knew don't inhale bleach, but I think I thought that the there I didn't understand the effects of what these products were doing to us. But research estimates that about 5%, you guys, this just breaks my heart, of childhood cancer and 30% of adult of childhood asthma are related to chemical exposure. And cleaning product manufacturers aren't even required to show the full ingredient lists on their labels, which leaves us in the dark about what we're bringing into our homes. And that should anger every single one of us. I am totally fine with you do you, but I feel like in doing what you want to, you should know what happens when you make that decision. You should be aware of everything so that you can make an informed decision and how the industry is right now. We are not allowed to know these things, so therefore we are not allowed to make informed decisions. Um, There is no federal safety standards or criteria for cleaning products labeled natural either, which again, so you think you buy something natural, you think automatically, okay, this is better. Um, This means that these products though, even claiming to be natural can contain toxic chemicals linked to hormone disruption, organ and um, neurotoxicity, respiration and skin irritations. And then fragrances, you guys know, studies have shown that over 75% of products with fragrances contain phylates linked again to hormone disruption. There's just so much icky stuff in these products that are just marketed to us like we should all have them in our homes and it's gross. (laughs) But now Force of Nature offers a great solution. It's a cleaning product that is free of the harmful chemicals, fragrances, and toxins. It uses the power of electrolyzed water um, with vinegar and salt mixed together to clean effectively. Um, It's amazing what this product does. It's amazing how it cleans. It disinfects. It is a game changer in my house. It cleans better than bleach it doesn't do the same thing as bleach as far as like pull color from things but it does the same cleaning power as bleach it gets rid of the flu virus it gets rid of the covid virus it gets rid of all of that and i don't have to worry about if i spray it on something and i run away to do something else my kid touches it like you can eat off the surfaces with clorox wipes you have to actually you're supposed to clean the surface with water and remove all of the chlor who does that but you don't have to do that with force of nature. So it's just very, very clean. And I just know that so many of us are trying to be cleaner and healthier in our homes. And by doing that, I think some of us, we don't realize we're using these products that are actually doing the complete opposite. So I will leave a link down in the notes that of this um, podcast. They're having a ton of great sales right now. They're having free shipping. I have a discount code and everything that you can use. It's just really great to get you started, get a starter pack going. It is way more cost effective than purchasing all these other products. And so 
I just really encourage you, obviously do your own research, look into it, but it has been a game changer in my home and I definitely want to shout it from the rooftops. So so there's that. Um, And now let's get into the interview with my mother and about, and gift giving. Okay, I'd like to introduce my mother here. So she's probably the third or fourth guest on my podcast. I haven't had one on here in a really long time, but a lot of the stuff that I do, I have obviously learned from my mother, and she was just very good at being savvy, at being resourceful, at being creative, Um, and so I am going to talk to her a little bit, and um, we're just going to chat about back and forth about, especially, I mean, I have two kids, but she had four, and we had quite a large family with a lot of cousins and stuff, so there was a a lot of people to gift give for, Um, and so I just want to get her perspective. So welcome to the podcast, Mother. Say hello. Hello. I'm glad to be here. So, uh, mother. Now, this is her first podcast appearance ever. So, but she's not, you're not nervous, are you? No. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, so when we were growing up and little, I remember a lot. I remember crafting a lot. I remember us crafting as little kids. Like you would help us to make crafts um, for Christmas time, but also you and dad would do a lot of crafting, a lot of woodworking, I guess. You guys did a lot of woodworking. What brought that on? How old were we when you decided to do that? What was the reasoning behind that? So thinking back, um, so that would have been like 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, I I am just a very, uh, let's see, what would you say, that purposeful person. And so I don't like to just give gifts that that don't mean anything. I know that maybe that seems weird to some people, but so we've always, we, like Aaron said, we had lots of cousins and everything. And the first thing I think that I, I made once was, um, I, I found these, um, it was a pattern for like little stools for the little kids to get up on and, um, they could brush their teeth in the bathroom. Oh, I think I remember that. Honestly. Yeah, and so they were bunny rabbits. I do remember that. Ours was a bunny, wasn't it? Yeah, a bunny rabbit. And then there was one that was really cool where you could put it at the end of your bed. It was like a a little, it was a child size, like love seat. And it had big bunny. And I sold those actually at a craft fair once. And everybody loved them. So, and I, you know, you painted them and, and things like that. So that was really fun. And so was it, were we doing that because we all live kind of closer? Because nowadays we don't really gift give as much. I think as we grow older too and our families expand, we kind of cancel out, not cancel out, but obviously like as you grow up with adults, there's, you have different people that are priorities as you have grandkids and everyone else coming through. But what was the reason behind, like, did we all live close and you felt, was it something where you guys like just knew we have to give gifts to these people or you just thought it would be fun to create these for people? Well, I think, uh, I mean, there was four in, in my family, and then my husband's family, uh, there was, was there five? But listen, did you tell them the story about the family? We're double cousins. No, I, no, I didn't tell them that. <laughs> so my... So wait, listen closely. <laughs> We're not all related to each other married. So my, my husband and his sister married... How would you say? You and your brother. Yes. So, so my husband, Les and I are the oldest. And then Stan and Peggy were the next in in the family. And they actually got married first. But so, and we all lived in the same town. And so <clears throat> they, so then all the children, like you're, 
like one was born, then the next one was born, and from so it ping ponged back and forth for the the kids, like the age. That makes a lot of sense. And we all lived together. We were all in, was it Tenasket or Omac in that time? Yeah. And so we were just, it was just a big happy family. So we were all gathering together for all the holidays. And so it was very easy to do that kind of stuff. So when, like, was, was dad on board when you were like, hey, I want to, I want you to build these things while also having a full-time job. (laughs) He really was. He's always been very good about um, the wood stuff. You know, we bought the, the jigsaw and we had the scroll saw. Was he self-taught? Yes. Yes, he was. Um. Before YouTube. (laughs) Exactly. There was no YouTube at all. And so then we made the bug houses, you know, for all the grandkids. Oh, yeah, like bug catching houses, like so we could catch them and put them in it. Yes. Yes. So we did that. I think it just got to be so much. And then, um, so then we tried to do for adults, you know, the uh, in the pot and you pick out a name. The white elephant. So No, no, this wasn't the white white elephant. What's this, that called when you select so that you don't have to buy – you just buy a couple of meaningful gifts for the people that you select, right? Exactly. But that There's didn't work out because oh. people were not – they weren't – they weren't past – they didn't get – you didn't get your gift. It was sad. What do you mean? Yeah. The person who drew the gift, it's like – So some of them played and some of them forgot or got busy or whatever. Yes. And so then people didn't end up with gifts. Yes. Okay. So then we just quit. And so then we... But how many years into it? Like, we were little when you obviously... So it was, it was like were a progression. Older. Yeah. Yeah, the that kids makes were sense. older then. Yeah. So then... So then... And then it just got to be... So then we... So we all got together... Since we were so related that we either... <laughs> we all got together on the holidays for Thanksgiving, for Christmas. You know, the mom... The grandparents too. And it was big. You know, it was very big. And at so that's when... So then we just mostly play games and stuff, and and everybody brought you know things for dinner. Sure, I mean I I always remember the grandparents. We'd always navigate towards the grandparents because they always had the stash of like extra toys and stuff that we got to. Because we did have grandparents that live further away and so they would always bring their stuff and so I remember that after Christmas you'd go to the Christmas dinner and the grandparents would have your gifts that you could open there and then from there it was a lot of games and it wasn't until later on that we started doing just kind of the fun white elephant right where we yes yes and that was that was really fun where we draw it was like what 10 10 15 dollars which I think is pretty common yeah and that was always really fun um so as far as holidays what do you like currently, do you enjoy buying gifts? How has that changed for you as a grandma? Like, how are things different now compared to back then? And do you miss what you did back then, or do you want to get back into that? Are you happy with what you do now? Well, for a while, um, we like less. He made benches for remember That's all the grandmas. Cool. They were willing. To, I have when my mom passed away, I got her bench back. And I love those benches that he made me. And you made butterfly houses. Oh, yeah, butterfly houses. And he made bird houses. Um, I think wood was, back then, it was cheaper. You know, you could get a lot of wood and make a lot of presents. Where now, I don't know if you could. But we've always made things. We've always painted things. We've always, like I said, I'm I'm very purposeful in what I give. I don't, I don't want just... Because I can remember, like... You can get the gifts from some people. I always, there was always specific gifts I wanted and I knew my parents wouldn't buy them for me because they were more like the cheapy gifts. And so I'd always ask the grandparents for them. But 
A hundred percent. Within a few weeks, we either always ditched those gifts or they broke and something happened to them. And so looking back, I completely understand now why my mom was like, I understand that the excitement of that is going to be huge for a moment, but it's going to pass very quickly. And versus the gifts that you can use and utilize and keep, you'll just have for years and years, like the woodworking. I mean, unless something catches fire or you're not, you know, you don't take good care of it, it will be there to pass down for generations and generations, which is really cool because I think that's how traditions are made too, is when you have something and you can say, where'd this come from? And then there's a story attached to it for however long, you know? Well, and this is the other things, you know, you were in 4-H and had horses. And so I, we purchased things that you needed, mm-hmm. you know, you, I have four children and I was a homeschool mom. Stay at home, homeschool mom. So one income back then when exactly. before it was cool. <laughs> yes. Before it was cool, before everyone was doing it. And so, I mean, I, I made a choice to, um, sacrifice I mean, children are a gift from the Lord, and I took that seriously. And I wanted to – I invested my my time in my children, how, however that needed to happen. Definitely. And so that just – honestly, I think we need to get more back to that, to the intentionality. Don't you think of, like, Christmas nowadays and just the consumerism versus the intentionality of it? Like, have you seen a change? Do you miss how it used to be? Oh, yeah. I just it, – it almost – it makes me sad because you're right. Things just break and they get thrown away. And why spend hard-earned money on things that, you know, are, are perishable instead of getting a gift that will last and be purposeful? But that's me. And I think that's such a great perspective too. But if, like you were, not that you were struggling financially, but you had to be careful about what you bought back then. Like you said, you were, uh, you were, Absolutely. And so, but you, but you continue that and you bring that to today. So you could go buy the cheapy stuff. You could change that, but you know the value of not doing that, of putting the investment and the time. And, you know, maybe nowadays it does cost more to do a woodworking thing than it would to just buy a present off the shelf. But again, the longevity. Okay. But listen, it's, what did you just say at the beginning? We saw our parents doing this. We saw them doing that. And so that in itself is a lesson in, you know, integrity in, in, you know, in finding the right thing for the right person that means something, you know? Yeah, I think in this fast-paced world, I think that's what we can take away from this. In the fast-paced world, you can buy fast gifts. Um, they can be expensive or they can be cheap. But at the end of the day, when we are gift-giving, we need to remember that we love these people. And mm-hmm. it's not just to check something off a list. It's to give them something that represents your relationship with them or that you thought of them because they like this certain thing. It's really connecting with these people. And it's so, I feel like as a society, we're losing connection with each other. Like, do you agree? Oh, yes. So gift giving is essentially a way to reconnect and to show someone that you love them. It is. And I, I think that sometimes just giving your time. Yes. You know, I mean, and, and, you know, just calling someone and saying, you know, I really want to bless you. What would make you happy during that? Like I'm working on a gift for a friend right now who I don't know very well. Um, and I'm just really praying about well, how do I bless this person? Because I don't want, I want it to be something meaningful. And I still don't know yet what that's going to be, but I'm working on it. Yeah. And there's definitely something to being like, yes, you're blessing the receiver, but you're also 
it's also good for you. It's good for you to stop, to pause, and to really think about your friends and to those you love. Um, again, instead of just checking something off of a list. Well, and I'm not saying you, you know, you guys got fun things too. I'm not saying. Oh no, all, we definitely got fun. Yeah, things. Yeah. I'm, you know, so don't, it's not like, <clears throat> it's not like that. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's a balance and you know what? Everyone's balance is going to be different, but I think just to, just to think about it more, just to dig in more, just to just marinate on it more and maybe write the names down. And like my mom said, maybe even write the names down and just pray for them and just like pray how you can bless these specific people um, through. And I know mom, like I know we're getting off topic from Christmas, but I just remember as a little girl, how the, our neighbors, they were struggling with groceries and my mom took an envelope and she just put some money in there and she put it in their mailbox and they never knew. She didn't tell them who it was from. No one knew. We didn't say anything, but I think we saw her when she got, did we see her when she opened the mail? Yes. And we, yeah. And we watched out the window and she said something to you later, didn't she? Like, she did. I mean, they just, they're just shocked and, and, but they love the Lord too. And they would just said, the Lord just blessed us and we don't know who it's from, but it was just a gift. So that's super fun. I love doing that. Yeah. So I think that in this holiday season too, finding pockets where we can, and again, it doesn't always have to be financial. Some people can do financial and that's okay. But finding ways, just like you're, just like my mom said, time, finding ways that you can bless other people versus it be time, monetary, whatever. I think it's just being in prayer of how can you make this holiday season amazing for those around you. Well, and I know this one family who, um, she's going, you know, through a divorce right now, and and um, she's got the older girls, and um, they they just need a friend to come alongside. Like she she works at a coffee shop, and so I just went in the other day and I said you know she was working somewhere else and I go oh no we have to have and I don't want to say her name because I don't want anything to you know repercussions but so she came over and she did our coffee and everything and she came around and just gave me a hug you know so it's just being there for some people who don't have someone there you know Mm. to just bless them um wow that just it just, and she blessed me, actually, by giving me the hug, you know, and here I was there to bless her. Yes. And that's just amazing. And you know what? That's how it That's how it works. When you give, there is so much that is given back to you. And that's not why we intentionally do it. But there is, that is how it works. That is how it's supposed to work is in the giving, there is blessing. And so is there anything else that you want to add before we end? Oh, I think, I think we pretty much covered everything. <laughs> I just, I just. You know, I, that's me. I'm just very purposeful and I'm just try to, I just really want to bless people. That's just who I am. I think in everything, it's the heart. It's the heart of the giver. And so we're going to let my mom go this time, but she might, she might be back. That was really fun. I hope you guys could hear that interview good. We were trying to use the same mic and go back and forth. Um, there's definitely a learning curve to using the mic um, when you're doing a podcast, but I was just so glad to be able to have her on and to hear her insight and wisdom in gift giving. And I, you know what? Honestly, I feel like take it year by year. There are some years where we have more capacity to give to others. There is some years where we have some maybe difficult things going on in our lives and we are just doing everything we can to get up every day and to perform our duties and to go to bed at night. And you know what? I pray that in those seasons for you, there is someone that comes along and blesses you. There is someone that comes along and gives of time or finances or a a wisdom and encouragement, like words of encouragement to you in that time because we all go through seasons. And so do not be sad or feel bad if you cannot impart 
those specific special gifts that you want to this year. If that is not in the realm of possibility for you, then that is okay. And I just want you to hear that because when we first moved here, that first year was so hard. That first Christmas, even though my parents had just moved here, like it was hard. The whole first year of being here was a year of just... It was every day getting up and just performing the duties and going to bed was like, okay, I made it. I made it another day. And now that we're coming out of that fog, I I get to, I see things again that I just couldn't, I didn't have the capacity to see in that, in that time. And so I'm just praying that if you have the capacity and you look around and maybe you see someone who could benefit from a gift, a Christmas gift of actually a gift, or maybe just... Maybe it maybe you're listening to this in July and you know someone who who needs a gift. You know, you can be you can take that Christmas spirit and you can just kind of use that all year long as needed um for friends, family, even strangers, you know. I think God brings us into situations where we maybe see things or confronted by people who we don't even know, but he knows that there's something that he has given us um, that we can then gift to that person, whether again, it be monetary or physical or whatever. Um, But as far as like gift giving in Christmas goes, you know, this is just something that definitely it's fun. Like I want it to be fun. I'm not, this podcast isn't to be like, okay, and I have to sit down and be super creative and go to Pinterest and spend hours. It's just more, we all are different. Some of us, uh, what is it? The, the, the five love languages. Some of us are gift givers. Some of us are physical touch. Some of us are words of affirmation. And so whatever your gift is, if your gift is words of affirmation, then just really use this time of the year to feed into the people you love and affirm them. Um, if it is gifts, then maybe that's something that you you enjoy. We're not trying to add stress to the holiday season. We're just trying to give encouragement to, um, you know, be thoughtful about just be intentional, not only with gifts, but just with everything you do. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what homesteading is about. I think that's what raising a family is being about. I think that's what being a mother is being about. It is being intentional of our time because if we're not intentional, waste creates so much havoc in our lives. It creates extra stress. It takes and eats our time. It takes away from our capacity to be the people we need to be for our family. And so we have to be intentional with everything. And that obviously bleeds off into things like gift giving. Um, And I think the homestead mindset is the simplicity of pulling back in and going, how can we do it better? You know, like, sure, I could not butcher my own pigs. I could go grab meat from the store. That's faster. And honestly, it was cheaper this year. (laughs) It would have been cheaper. But that wasn't what I wanted to give my family. That wasn't, that was the easy route, but for me, it wasn't the correct route. The correct route was raising my own so that I could love on them, I could honor them, and I know what I'm feeding my family, you know? And so <laughs> this is this is probably the weirdest um, giving gift-giving episode ever because we're just talking about so many different things, but I do find them all relevant and that they all puzzle fit together. Um, is if we curate our lives in this way, then gift-giving this way will also come more naturally. But it's not a natural thing to, especially if you didn't grow up like me. You know, I grew up and I did. We grew up on a farm. I rode horses. I did 4-H. Um, my mom canned. But take heart, my friends. You don't have to grow up that way. There is so 
much information nowadays that if you feel direction in your heart to go a certain way, there is capacity out there for you to learn how to do that. And that is encouraging. And yes, there's a lot of noise, but there is so much good out there too. So um, <laughs> I think that's it for this episode. We were probably all over the page, but I was so blessed to have my mom on here. If you guys have more questions for her and you would like me to do another podcast with her and just kind of pick her brain on, you know, growing up or how she grew up or just kind of like, the the old ways like I don't say like that's how that's how they were I mean my grandpa would go shoot a deer and my grandma would you know they would butcher it on the dining room table I mean talk about old ways like that's pretty much I think as much as you can get so anyhow (laughs) I hope that this blessed you this week and I hope that you're just enjoying this holiday season I do want to actually I'm going to link to it in the show notes as well I have a book for adults on Advent um, that you can actually use for children too but it's it's a great take on Advent and I'm reading it right now and it's so beautiful and it's so impactful and it digs so much deeper than just like the chocolate Advent candle where you pull something out like there is so much meaning and depth into it and I want this season to be full of meaning and depth I don't want commercialism so much as I want meaning and depth um Yeah, so that's it, you guys. I will talk to you next week.